0: to Lush Ladies Podcast, where we talk about historical women while sipping on some hard beverages. Sit back, drink up, and get ready to be educated, son. I'm Emmy. And I'm Kim. And we have Aaron here with us today. And Aaron's my fiance. Here he is. Hi, everyone. I'm Aaron. <laughs> Did I do that right? No, Aaron. Yep. We're doing
1: Okay. That. We're doing so it. today's episode is on
0: Greek goddesses. Yay. Yes. Yay.
1: Yay,
2: Greek goddesses.
0: Okay, and before <laughs> we jump into that, we would like to apologize for our three listeners for going MIA. But we have busy lives.
1: <laughs> yeah, we just kinda got caught up in life. Emmy started her new career and now, you know, we're back and we're in quarantine. And yeah, back in better than ever in the 2020, the quarantine of 2020. So <laughs> sorry that we've been gone for so long, but we finally came back and it's March and it is the month of feminism and female empowerment and we were feeling empowered,
0: yeah. so.
2: The month of the women.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. It really is. What better way to celebrate female history month and talking about the ultimate female historical figures greek goddesses Mm -hmm. True. booyah all right i'm so i'm real pumped about this one because there's a lot of different ways that we could have gone you know and there's so much Mm -hmm. to look into it's such a deep and you know it's such a deep topic like it's gone back forever
2: And I think Greek goddesses is a thing that people know of, but not a lot of people know much about. It's a very mystical topic to many people.
0: Yeah. Kim, what is your drink of choice? My drink of choice in these scary days on (laughs) planet Earth is Corona. (laughs) Oh my God, I can't even. I can't even believe that you just did this.
2: Is it Corona Premier or Corona Corona Light?
0: Premier. Wow, you're classy.
2: Very classy.
0: <laughs> what drink do you have? Our drink of choice tonight is a lemon drop martini with a sugared rim because that's fancy. It's really good, in, but so it's good. very sweet. We made our own simple syrup to go in it. And squeezed our own lemons. Really? Mm-hmm. We're feeling fancy, just like you. What did
1: you squeeze
0: oh you, what
1: did you guys squeeze the lemons with? What? What did you squeeze our the lemons? Our fists. My hand.
0: <laughs> Alrighty. Alright. So let's jump into our topic of Greek goddesses. So Kim, take it away with your overview. I love Do you like the ages. picture that I added? Yeah.
1: I do. Thanks. Thanks. Mythology. It's the study of myths, and myths are a story typically involving a supernatural being or events. The word myth comes from the Greek word mythens, and that means story. And mythology was first introduced to humans dating all the way back to 700 BC. Some say it's a branch,
0: like, some say it's a
1: religion. Another say it's a folklore.
0: Yeah, Aaron and I were just yeah. talking about that earlier, actually. We were just trying to figure it out, like, the timeline of things and, like, what people back then really thought of the gods and how they were worshipped and all that stuff. We were just... It's such ancient history that it's almost difficult to, like, wrap your head around.
2: And it seems that some of, the, some of the gods and goddesses appeared at different times, you know, like... There's some goddesses that would date back to 700 BC and some of them date to 400 Mm -hmm, BC. mm -hmm, So it's like, were they, you know, how does a new one get created and what do they think about it? Do they think like, this is my religion or is it not like that?
0: So, yeah, there's actually different... I guess, like, familial lines in Greek mythology. Like, there's, like, the OG, OG gods, and then there's, like, the regular OG gods, and then there's, like, the new spunky gods. So there's, like, different, uh, what are they called? Branches? No. Um, generations. Yeah, duh. Mm -hmm. Like different generations of Greek gods. So like, yeah, they do have like offspring and they do have children. And that does form like a huge family tree. And a lot of the most famous Greek characters that we know of are related, like brothers and sisters or cousins or aunts or uncles. A lot of them are very closely related. It's kind of crazy because they, you know, got married to their sisters and their cousins and their moms and... All sorts of crazy things. So their family tree is huge and complicated.
1: I kept Googling images of the family tree of Greek gods, and I was so overwhelmed. (laughs) Zeus is just all over the place. Yeah, there's a lot
2: of them. Yeah. I was just wondering, so like, Emmy says they don't, they they live in a different, they live in a different place. Which confused me because it's like, well do they live on this earth or do they believe that they live in this like alternate reality type place or like a heaven or like... Mm-hmm. It's just a whole lot of whole lot of things I don't know about.
0: Well, most gods ended up living in like Mount Olympus or they have like different sections of the world. Like it really is a different realm. It's like there's the... Mortal realm, and then there's like the immortal realm with the gods and the deities and all that stuff. So they exist on the same earth, but it's just different realms of the same earth. Kind of like if you, you know, watch Lord of the Rings or any just like fantastical stuff, anything that's fantasy related, it's like still earth, but it's just a different dimension, a different realm, a different part of earth.
2: Yeah, that always confused me too, so.
1: (laughs) A lot of people do not associate mythology with folklore and fairy tales. They say it's completely different uh, because mythology's underlining themes are always about the creation of the world, and fairy tales are just, like, little stories. They don't necessarily have to do with the creations.
0: Yeah, I would say a lot of time, yeah, mythology deals with, like, creation myths and fairy tales teach kind of like morals or lessons. Yeah. Like about the world, I guess. I'm going to teach my kid this story, and
1: they're going to, after hearing this story, clean their room from now on. Like, that's how <laughs> mythology pretty much works. Yeah, they'll for people. learn a
0: lesson. Those are the myths. Or we need. it was the
1: reasons why for everything. Like, that's why the sun rises in the east and sets in the west. Because right. Helios was like doing.
0: Things. Right. Yeah, but fairy tales are like and this is why like you should never judge a book by its cover. You know, it's like little morals, little life lessons could be or found get within a fairy tales. Boyfriend.
2: Well, isn't I mean the Bible is considered mythology, right? hmm So if the Bible is mythology, that also teaches a lot of lessons and
1: Right. Morals. Mm-hmm. And for the reason of creation. So, again, like, people argue, is mythology a religion or is it just all fake BS? Many myths can be read and understood in a number of ways. Um, The word myth isn't taken seriously anymore. It's just another story to most people. But in the 16th century BC, it was seriously for real. Like they were scared. They were scared of everything that was going on. There were there was magic, there
0: was powerful gods that were murdering There were scary monsters. Scary sea monsters and cyclopses and crazy bulls.
2: I mean, even real life at that time was probably terrible. Yeah. You know. Yeah, crazy I mean, bulls The aside. cities, like the cities, like living conditions were probably nasty. They didn't have sewer systems. Everyone shitting on the ground. Ugh. You know, shit was crazy, I'm sure. So, people died really young.
1: Exactly. Like I'm glad you said that cuz life back then was so horrifying. So the story, like mythology gave it such a good excuse to be that way. Like, they were like, well, of course all these people just died from this plague. Like, Athena was pissed off or something. (laughs) I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they relied on the gods because it explained a lot of crazy shit that was going on.
2: And that's, I mean, that's still a big reason for religion, right? Right. For uncertainty.
0: Yeah, to make sense of uncertain things. I mean, even think about the coronavirus right now, like people are leaning on the Bible to be like, not to be like, but saying like relating the situation that's going on right now with facts in the Bible and things that are going on in the Bible, because they're just trying to make sense of a crazy situation. And they think if that's the truth, then there's your evidence So it Mm -hmm. makes sense that it would be viewed as some sort of religion because, I mean, people made temples to these gods and goddesses. And it was more of like a pagan religion, like a cult type of thing. But
1: the way I look at it now is because we're so we have medicine and we're so privileged and have everything that people don't look at religion anymore. So, if you lived in a time where you had nothing at all and everything was horrible, and there was disease and so much poverty, and you had to kill everything and make it from scratch, you're more likely to believe there are gods. But now that we have computers and all yeah. these Definitely. resources, we're like, God isn't real.
2: I uh, mean, science is a big part in it too, because you know, science has gone so such a long ways that every like most well, most people believe in science. Mm -hmm. And, you know, religion doesn't always fit into that.
1: Mm -hmm. So, who are these gods and goddesses? Well, I'm going to tell you. Here are the groups of divine people in Greek mythology. The first wave of gods. Okay, disclaimer. I've been Googling and YouTubing audio tracks on how to say these names, and if I butcher them... I'm sorry. Yeah, we have two. Cows, Kaos or Chaos. He's the first god, the god of nothingness. Yeah, Chaos. Um, Erebus, Nyx, Gaia, Uranus, plenty of more, those are some of them. Then we have the Titans, which is the second wave, and children of the primordials. Oceanos, Mm -hmm. Themis, Helios, Selene, Prometheus. You know, the cool ones.
0: Yeah. And the Olympians are the ones that are kind of the most famous, to be honest. They get the most clout, the Olympians do. The primordials are, like, very important to touch upon in, like, Greek creation myths. Uh, Mm -hmm. They, like, weren't, you know, they weren't gods personified. Like, they were the things like chaos was nothing and from nothingness sprang Gaia the earth and then you know the sea and all the things from the nothingness so it's like a crazy creation myth and like eventually you know Gaia and Uranus had these all these kids and then from those kids it's just so crazy, like, just thinking about the, the the third, the first, the second waves. It's just so much. And, like, a lot of my... When I was researching my stories, I just got overwhelmed by the connections between all the gods and goddesses and, like, what they represent to each other and how they're related and how they're connected because it's just so much.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, when I, when I was looking into my goddess and I saw the connection, I just ignored it because I knew that was a whole nother you know, it's can of worms story. that I yeah. in. The stories
0: it. you like find one and then unlocks another and you have to keep going and going and going. Mm. I actually started listening. I'm talking so fast that I ran out of breath. I actually started listening to this audiobook by Stephen Fry. Uh, it's called Mythos. Well, I don't think he's the author, but he narrates it. And it's like. An explanation of all the Greek creation myths. It's pretty cool. I got it on Audible. Sponsor is Audible.
1: Um, Who are some Olympians, guys? Because I didn't write it down.
0: Oh, I know the Olympians. Zeus. Hades. Poseidon. Demeter. Athena. Apollo. Apollo. Artemis. Ares, Aphrodite. Hephaestus. Hermes. Arbae. So and Hestia and Dionysus.
2: Wasn't there a battle between the Olympians and the Titans at Huge. some point? Huge.
0: Yes, there was. Because the Olympians kind of overtook the Titan power. Like, the Titans were like the OG gods. And then the Olympians came The Olympians came in and they were new and they were cocky and they were young and they were arrogant. Mm. And they were kind of fighting for control.
2: So, like, kind of when everybody's like, okay, boomer? <laughs>
0: kind of like an okay, boomer sitch. Yeah. It's like the boomers versus... The Millennials But this time yeah. both sides are assholes <laughs> <laughs> Pretty They're much. all kind of bad
2: <laughs> The Quran and the Bible kind of align With Abraham It's interesting that the, That Greek mythology doesn't really tie in To the Bible It or ties Islam. in
0: with like Roman mythology
2: Yeah it Does ties there? in with Roman mythology yeah, a lot of the, the, the gods and goddesses are the same. They just have different names.
0: Really? But they have the same stories, yeah. What? So,
1: like, Roman yep. mythology is almost as the same thing with different names?
0: Not all of them, but some of them, yeah. Okay. Like, one of the ladies that I'm going to talk about is, mi- like, mirrored myths in Greek and Roman mythology. Okay
1: So after the Olympians You got the assortment of demigods And nymphs And you know all the watered down Powerful people
0: Alright then So you want him to start? Yeah
2: Okay So the goddess that I chose Is Hygia. So Hygia Is the goddess of good health cleansliness, and hygiene. cleanliness, Cleansliness.
0: <laughs>
2: cleansliness, which we all know word. is right next to managerliness. <laughs>
0: You're making shit up.
2: <laughs> so, the goddess of good health, cleansliness, <laughs> and hygiene.
0: Um, okay, I like so her. So, I thought... Yeah, she's cool. She's important, but cleansliness is not a word.
1: Well
2: cleansliness is next to managerialness.
0: <laughs> no we've one
1: all, knows what Aaron's talking a about.
2: Episode. <laughs> okay. So I thought Hygia was particularly relevant for the times because Hygieia has a particular emphasis on prevention. Um, prevention of disease, prevention of sickness. And with the coronavirus going on and everyone getting sick and staying quarantined, Hygieia is a particularly good influence on everyone to stay healthy and to stay um, stay aware of the circumstances. So Hygieia is the daughter of a skin. So I did not YouTube that one, so I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. But Escapulis was the god of medicine. And he had two daughters. Well, he had multiple daughters, but the two main daughters were Hygieia and Panacelia or something along those lines. <laughs> and Panacelia was the goddess of uh, some type of pharmacology. So... Hygieia, when you see her, if you Google a picture of her, um, she is typically depicted as a woman holding a large serpent. So, um, a serpent is typically a symbol for healing. If you picture the uh, Red Cross symbol, I think they have a serpent on their cross because oh. they're healers. Yep. Um That's Interesting. So, people started following her around 400 BCE, and coincidentally, 400 BCE was right after the first appearance of the Black Plague. So, I think Hygieia is particularly relevant now when we have a virus going around, spreading around the entire world, because, it, I mean, it, honestly, it's similar to the Plague. You know, the plague came and it ravished humans and killed hundreds of thousands of people every 11 years or whatever the time frame was, and it went on for hundreds of years. So this was a time where people needed to have faith in somebody who would keep them healthy and would keep them safe and promote good habits. Mm-hmm. And having good hygiene and having cleanliness and cleanliness. being healthy was uh, was good practice. So, you know, it's practicality and it's, um, it's kind of religion at the same time. So it's interesting that... She, so she's from 400 BC. I'm not sure where that lies in the time frame of... Um, Of the Greek mythology, if she's uh, from the Olympians, or if she's a nymph, or where she lies. But, so, 400 BC, I think she's she's a a bit newer. A demigod. Mm -hmm. So, they had... So, around 400 BC, uh, statues of Hygieia started appearing. Her statue was present in most healing centers and temples around Greece. And she had a big influence... On people because, you know, you got to stay healthy and especially when people are dying so young around that time, you got to do everything you can to stay healthy and prevent disease from spreading.
1: Mhm. Nice job, Aaron.
2: And that's what I got about Hygieia.
1: So does the word hygiene come from her? Yes. Oh,
2: yes. So the word hygiene comes from Hygieia.
1: She sounds like a very clean lady. Yeah, boy. I'd be her friend. Yeah. Yeah, She was a very clean lady. She is the epitome of health. She seems like one of those homies where you walk into her car and she doesn't have a bunch of plastic water bottles all over
0: her floor.
2: Oh, yeah, Hygieia was 100% sustainable.
0: You know what's cool about Hygieia is that when you see the statues of her, she is like a full-figured woman and she is the goddess of like health yeah so that means that she's a well fed healthy plump woman she's she's literally the representative of what health is supposed to be
2: yeah, so when I was doing research about her, I found a video that was that this eating eating psychologist produced, and he was talking about how Hygieia is an important woman as far as eating psychology goes because. She promotes healthiness, and she promotes um, a particular body type that people should strive for. Not, not a super skinny body, not a fat body, just a mm-hmm. normal, healthy
1: body. All right. Today, I'm going to be talking about Artemis, the goddess of hunt. All right. So, Artemis is the mother lord of nature, wilderness, forest land, grasses, bumblebees, tree bark, snakes, deer, the moon, whatever you think of in nature, that's who she is. And she carries a bow with arrows and hunts the forest lands of Greece. And this is her most known trait. But she's also the goddess of chastity, so, virgin, so virginity. Mm-hmm. And she becomes a fertility goddess that watches over
0: women in labor. Wow. She wears a lot of hats. Look at her girl. Yeah, how did
2: she get so many roles?
0: (laughs) It seems like she was really assigned a heavy load on the goddess duty. It's literally,
1: like, I don't get it either. Like, how come some (laughs) gods just get the sun and some gods just get love? And then she's over here, she's like, well, I have, like, at
0: least ten different roles Dude, she's, and this, and this, and this. I mean, like, if she's, (laughs) all right, look it, if she's goddess of the moon bees, grasses, trees. Like that's Okay, that I was exaggerating. <laughs> oh.
2: Well, nature makes sense, but then you add in virginity and, and the like, moon?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: It seems like both of those yeah. things would be very different. Yeah. See, the moon,
1: I feel like would be different than nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mhm. But also, quick
2: question, what's the relation to Artemis Fowl?
0: Okay, stop. Mm-hmm. Artemis Fowl is a book about a fairy. Yeah, Artemis is the goddess of wild animals, hunting, vegetation, chastity, and childbirth. That's just such a wide domain. Like, she's working. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, pretty why are you so- Over
1: time She's like one of those... <laughs> Artemis is one of those people that go into job interviews, and the interview is just like, you have a pretty
0: broad set of skills. Or they're like, like, you're overqualified for this position.
2: Yeah, then she doesn't get hired because they're like, okay. Because
0: she's too intimidating.
2: Yeah, you got way too much stuff She's got to chill it
0: out. Yeah, she's doing too much. She's either intimidating them, or
1: they don't believe her at all. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're lying about something. You got some fake degrees. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. All right. So, scholars argue over the origin of her name. Some say it's related to her virginity and the ancient Greek word unharmed or pure. Homer, who is the author of the Greek literature Iliad and Odyssey, he called her the mistress of animals and the she of the wild. Nice. Artemis was always one of the more well-known and respected goddesses, but she was worshipped in different ways depending on where you lived. So, in Greece, they knew her for being a huntress, and then, in Asia Minor, which is modern day Turkey, she was known for being a fertility yeah, addict. that's a big job. Wait,
2: hold up so she was she was known for different things in different things in different areas, yeah, I don't know that was a thing,
1: yeah, <laughs> me neither <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: interesting. I just can't explain it, okay, guys um. So, she would hunt the wild lands with her bow and her knives, and her favorite thing to hunt were deer. She had a pack of hunting dogs that would follow her and protect her, as well as some nymphs that would chill and cook and clean for her and do some nymph shit. Since she is a moon goddess, she is sometimes presented wearing a long robe with, crescent, with a crescent moon crown. Alright, so, she's the daughter of Zeus, the king of gods, and Leto. And her twin brother is a power. Mm-hmm. So, Leto actually had an affair with Zeus, if that's what you mean. Yeah, want to I call know it. all about because her.
0: Zeus, She's Zeus literally hooked up with everyone. Yeah, he is the worst. Zeus is the worst? Zeus is the worst. Why is Zeus the worst? Because he's, he's just, the
1: king of gods, so he's like controlling everyone. Yeah.
2: So, he's like a Mark Zuckerberg in alpha male version.
1: Yeah, sure, yep. <laughs> Not even. Someone far more worse than Mark Zuckerberg. Oh.
2: So he's I like even a, a, a McAfee-type figure.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like a, what are they, a Robson child? I don't know how to say their name. The ones that own all the money? Yeah. From the Federal Reserve? From the... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lee Doe actually had an affair with Zeus... And Zeus was married to Hera, the goddess of marriage. So you know Hera was pissed. Yeah. And (laughs) Leto fell pregnant with twins. Then Hera was just like, I'm going to kill this bitch. Typical. Yeah. So she was hunting after her and chased her all over Europe. And when enough was enough, she forbade her to give birth anywhere on Earth. Wow. So Leto went into hiding and she went to an island called Delos in Greece, Mm -hmm. and gave birth to Artemis. So Artemis was born first, but then Hera found out, and she was like, no. Okay, she told her daughter, Aletheia, which is the goddess of childbirth, to not help Leto with the other twins' birth. And, you know, I was kind of confused when I read this, because if Aletheia is the goddess of childbirth, then what does that mean for Artemis because it sounds like that's what she's the goddess. Yeah, in. I
0: guess there's multiple.
2: Yeah, I you gotta have a couple a couple people that specialize in such a big thing, you know?
0: Mm. <laughs> yeah, people give birth all the time, everywhere.
1: I just don't know if it's exactly the same thing.
2: Well, wasn't Artemis but. more of virginity and pre birthy type stuff?
1: Being yeah, pre birthy and being what are they called? The people that I don't know. She's like still is specialized in labor. Yeah, like that's her goddess thing is labor. Mm. So they're like similar. Um, so Leto is scared now, and um, Hera, she's just like off with her head. Mm. While they were shitting their pants, Artemis was like growing because she was a goddess, and so like she would grow fast. Yeah, and this was still the same week, like the week she was born. Yeah, she grew up. No, she didn't. She didn't grow up all the way. Right. She was like at least a toddler. More and than that. She yeah.
0: Helped her. There's no toddlers. Probably. I don't know.
2: Hey, quick question. You say she was a goddess, so she grew up quick.
0: Yeah. What do you mean? They age. Yeah. Like they're not babies. They age fast. Yeah. They age super fast. Really. But like they also stop aging. Yeah, but they also are immortal. <laughs> they become adults fast. They mature fast. Huh,
2: so but they don't they don't die right they're immortal.
0: Not really, yeah.
2: Even the demigods don't die. Interesting.
0: No, demigods are immortal.
2: I never knew they grew up quick. I thought so. I thought goddesses and gods were just born as goddesses and gods and never were like babies. Cause like well,
0: yeah, they're not babies.
2: Cause like think of a baby Zeus. You can't picture a baby Zeus. And yeah, they're
1: you know not babies. Athena, she was like. She came out of Zeus's head or something. Typical. <laughs> yeah, some of them don't have right. Seriously, she was just like shot out of his brain. It was weird.
2: She's a, she's a brain child.
1: Yeah, she was a brain child, and that's why she's such a bitch. All right, so miraculously, Artemis is aged a little and intelligent. So she literally walked her mother through straits, like a narrow passage, of, a narrow passage yeah. of water, to another island. And nine days later, Apollo was born. Wow. So they're nine days apart. They're twins. I mean, it is what it is. And if anyone wanted to know about Apollo, this isn't about him, but he was the god of healing, medicine, archery, music, and poetry. Nice job. They sound important. So during this voyage, her mother suffered a lot, and it scared Artemis, and Artemis had to be a midwife. Wow! quickly and help deliver this baby and grow up all within the same week she was born. So this journey would help inspire her to be the guardian of young children and patron of women and childbirth. Wow.
2: So she must have grew up real quick if she was born the same week that she was a midwife. (laughs) Yeah. Like damn talk about like a a, rude awakening yeah
0: what a what a glow what a glow
1: up yeah us we got lucky right
2: like i wasn't a midwife till i was nine
1: (laughs) all right like life didn't start (laughs) until we were nine (laughs) so eventually when you know artemis got to meet her father zeus she was like i want to be a midwife goddess of like babies and all that and like, I don't really want to have kids because I gotta deal with all this bullshit. Mm-hmm. So he granted her chastity, and she took it super seriously. And uh, she took it more seriously than any goddess ever did. And if wow, like a guy job. even looked at her a certain way, she would knock him out. Really, don't give her she the wrong. Just fight look. him. There was a hunter named Actian, and he was walking through the forest, killing animals and doing hunting stuff. And then he saw Artemis in a creek with her nymphs bathing naked. And Actian, being a man, having feelings a man feels, started to drool and be all like that. And she was just like, no. And she killed huh. him. And then... St- <laughs> no. She was <laughs> no, <just> like that. <laughs> and in some stories, uh, she turns him into a deer, and then her dogs chase him and brutally eat him. Another story is... They just brutally ate him, so it's the, the choice wow. is yours. It's all open to interpretation. Nice. The most famous story of her killing a creepy man is the one that involves Orion. Orion was this man who became a hunter that hunted giants. Mm-hmm. And he became friends with Artemis and they would hunt together. But they ended up spending too much time together and became love interests. Ooh. Typical. And then there's multiple versions of his death, but one of them is that he tries, you know, to hook up with her and take her robe off, and she kills him. And the other story is that he gets killed by a giant scorpion, which, like, of course it is. That's what the men want to die from,
0: not a woman. A giant scorpion.
2: <laughs> Wait, what was what was the second story?
1: She who becomes a
0: scorpion. Ryan does. Or no, a giant scorpion killed over him.
1: Like, uh, that's all I really have of
0: her. She spread diseases like leprosy, rabies, and gout? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a good story, Kim. Thank you. Nice
2: job, Kim. Yeah, that's interesting because leprosy was a big thing in the Bible, too. Right? Yeah,
0: leprosy was huge. Go ahead, Okay, so... I have two so i'll start with like my smaller one okay Okay. so my first goddess that i researched was the goddess nemesis and her name literally means to give what is due so her name you know nemesis you could think of like an arch nemesis like someone that you really dislike or someone that you have a vendetta against Um, So her role was to hand out punishment for evil deeds, undeserved good fortune, and hubris, which was the arrogance before God. So disobeying the gods. She was in charge of punishing people. Um, There's not everyone's quite sure about who uh, Nemesis kind of sprang from. So a lot of people think that Nyx who is the primordial goddess of the night was Nemesis' mother. And most people don't really know or have an idea of who her father was, but mostly Zeus is the main, the main conspiracy. So you know, that guy. Oh. Um she has a really interesting story regarding her children and kind of um what happened to her as she continued to grow. So, um, so there's two major stories that people might know about Nemesis. One is that she was, like, huge into justice. So she was kind of like, you know, like the policeman of Greek mythology. She was like, if you mess up, you're going to get in trouble. There's a punishment, and I am going to give you the punishment. So anyways... There was this guy named Narcissus, which, you know, the word narcissist or narcissism, just being obsessed with oneself, all right? So this guy named Narcissus was this, like, cute little hunter guy, and he was pursuing um, this woman, I guess, and he was very rude, very arrogant, very just kind of over the line about the way that he went about pursuing this woman, so... Nemesis kind of lured him and gave him this like spell or potion, lured him to a pool where he kind of like looked down and he saw his own reflection. And then he fell in love with his own reflection. And then he just could not bear to look away from his own reflection in the pool. And he eventually died. Like he, you know, starved to death. He just withered away there as he was just staring into his own reflection. That's fun. So Nemesis...
1: No, that's a fun
2: Nemesis story. Nemesis did that to him?
0: Yeah. he was. She was like, I don't like the way that you're chasing after this lady. You know, I don't know exactly what he did, but I think, you know, he was a douchebag, basically.
2: Now, you said that Nemesis was pursued by Zeus?
0: Oh, yes. Let me tell you about that. So Nemesis... No, they think that Nemesis is Zeus's daughter, but they don't really know who her dad is. But most people think that it's Zeus. And so, anyways, Greek mythology, as I said at the beginning of this, is real messed up in terms of fam- familial trees and familial lines. Like, they didn't have such thing as, what's it called? When you Ancestry.com. Sex, Yes. Yeah, yeah, they didn't have ancestry.com then, they so, have they, ancestry.com, it com, so it was real confusing. So they didn't
2: know who they could and could not have sex It was
0: a real confusing <laughs> time for them. They did not have ancestry.com. <laughs> didn't have. 20, no, what's it called? Me. Incest. In- incest. In- incest. Yeah, whatever. That wasn't like a thing. Like, nobody cared. So. <laughs> okay, so. Really? So nemesis was just like living her life like she doesn't need a man like she's her own goddess like doing her own things Anyway, so Zeus probably her dad was like out chasing her, like really wanted to get with her. He was like, "Ooh, I like this girl, Nemesis. I'ma get with her." And Nemesis was like, "No, I don't need a man." And so she was running away from Zeus, like, "No, no, I don't, I don't want I don't want you. I don't want to have sex with you, because Zeus. You know, all the gods are just horn dogs and they're out raping everybody because they're gross." And so uh nemesis was running away and she turned into like a swan and like flew away from him and then zeus was like nah you're not so smooth and zeus turned turned himself into a no wait nemesis transformed herself into a goose and was like i'm gonna get away from you and then zeus is like nah i'm gonna turn into a swan and, those, and then so in bird form, Zeus continued to rape Nemesis. And then Nemesis laid two eggs, each contained a set of twins. So one egg held the twins. Um, what is her name? Her name's Helen of Troy. She became like a huge princess queen deal as she grew up and the other was helen's um twin sister Clytemnestra, and then the other egg contained a different set of twins castor and pollux which are um the twins that are in the constellation gemini like they have their own stars (sighs) named after them but helen of troy castor and pollux so she okay. laid birth, she gave birth to two different eggs. Each egg contained a set of twins. Then a different Leda, you know, Leda from your story, found the eggs and kind of raised Helen of Troy to become who she came to be.
2: So the goddesses and gods, were they all born from eggs no no well eggs no so why why did why did they so they only came from eggs because nemesis became a swan and zeus rector as a swan so she laid the eggs
0: yeah
1: what's crazy about gods is that they're all born in like really weird ways yeah Like, it's not just from sex. But her children
0: that she laid birth to didn't end up being... Well, like, they're, like, demigods, I guess. Like, Helena Troy ended up being, like, a queen or whatever, and then somebody ended up kidnapping her, and her kidnapping started the Trojan War. You know, the Trojan War? You know that thing?
2: Okay, that's strange, because I I thought the Trojan War was a total real historical thing was it actually a mythology thing?
0: Trojan War in Greek mythology the Trojan War was waged against the city of Troy by Achaeans after Paris of Troy took Helen from her husband and Helen was you know one of the people that was born of Nemesis the war is one of the most important events in Greek mythology so, so no it I didn't always thought actually it was a, a real
2: thing well like not saying if anybody believes this, it's not real, but, like, I thought it was, like, for real, these historical, documented war.
0: I guess not. But I do remember learning about it in history class. Maybe I learned about it in English class, and it wasn't yeah, real.
2: Yeah, I think I learned about it in English class. So I have one more question <coughs> real quick. So <coughs> Zeus is trying to rape his alleged daughter...
0: Yeah, because there's no such thing. Whatever. There is, but there isn't. They don't care.
2: They care about family?
0: Yeah. Yeah, they don't care. They don't have feelings. Yeah, they don't have feelings. Everyone's related to everyone. Nobody cares.
2: So we have a goddess like Hygieia who is concerned about hygiene and being cleansly. If that's a word, still not a word. (laughs) Cleanly, uh, being healthy, but on the other side of it, there's all these gods raping these goddesses. I guess I never knew that was a part of Greek mythology. Is that a big part of it?
1: Yes,
0: but Prometheus was a good god, and he cared so much for humans that like they punished him. He started the human race. And then all the other gods hated him for doing that because all the other gods hated humans so much. And they punished him for life because of it. So I guess you could say that Prometheus was the only like kind-hearted one. And all the other gods were just like they didn't care. They couldn't care less about humans. They just wanted the gifts, like the, hu- the sacrifices.
2: So the Greek gods and goddesses are using the humans?
0: Yes, and I will talk about that in my next story.
2: Mm.
0: Okay, that was honestly my warm-up story Because I'm real excited about this next one And it's a real famous one, so I hope I do it justice Because I feel like it's one of the biggest stories But this is the story of Demeter and Persephone I found some real good pictures of them so Demeter was a Titan goddess, which means she was an OG. She was like Zeus's sister. You know, she was an OG. And so um, the Titans were deities in Greek mythology, and they came before the Olympians, and we already talked about that. Uh, but they were the children of the primordial deities that you talked about in the overview, like Uranus and Gaia, and... Um, and so the Titans included Demeter, and then Oceanus, Tethys, Hyperion, Thea, Cois, Phoebe, Cronus, Rhea, Nesnomi, Themis, and all these other names I cannot pronounce. So basically, <laughs> Demeter was like an OG, and her grandparents, in air quotes, were the basic components of our Earth. okay.
2: No, uh, what do you mean basic components of our earth?
0: That's the prime the primordial Greek gods.
2: So like before so the very first gods or like before the first gods.
0: They were the first anything. They this is like complete origin myth. So this is how this is the creation myth of greek mythology so it all started from chaos which is a primordial god so chaos came before anything else he was made of void mass and darkness and the confusion and then with chaos came gaia which is mother earth which is the goddess of earth and then from gaia and chaos spring heavens and space and mountains and plains and water and that kind of is how the earth was created so it's from nothingness and then from nature and they merged mm-hmm. and those were two of the biggest primordial gods were Gaia and Chaos and then from Gaia and Chaos came like Uranus and Nix and Erebus The other primordial gods. From all these primordial gods came the Titans, which is what Demeter is. Demeter is the uh, daughter of Kronos, I got a bird. Kronos and Rhea. So, Kronos is like a, a huge name in Greek mythology. He was the king of the Titans, kind of how Zeus was the king of the Olympians. So he was the king of the Titans, and he married a sister, because we already said that nobody cares about incest in Greek mythology. Married a sister, Rhea. (laughs) Okay. Um, With her, she or they bore the children Hestia, Demeter, I'm talking about Hera, you spoke on Hades, the king of the underworld, and Poseidon. All right, and we know this is what happened: is that Cronos, all of those, so Demeter, Hestia, Hera, Hades, and Poseidon. There was a prophecy that Cronos's kids, one of them, would grow up to do, to slay him and take his throne. And so, knowing that Cronos swallowed. All of his children. Right. And then Rhea kind of Mm -hmm. found out about that, too. So she was able to save Zeus and hide Zeus away. So all of Kronos' children were swallowed and killed, I guess, by him, except Zeus, who was hidden away in a cave by Rhea. Eventually, Zeus grew up, overthrew Kronos and freed all of his siblings, like Rhea and Hestia, or not like Rhea, like Hestia and Demeter and Hera and Hades, and that's how Demeter like came out. And then once all of his siblings were free, they um, divvied up the earth and who would rule what part of earth and who would be the goddess of what. So, um, Demeter ended up becoming the goddess of agriculture. And the grain and the harvest. Okay, and Aaron wants to say something.
2: So, I always thought Zeus was like the original god. Like, Zeus was the god who started everything. No. So, what was he?
0: He was a He... He was, it was born no. to god he was born to gods he was not like the first but he overthrew the best and he became the biggest he overthrew chronos who was the king of the titans and then zeus became the king of the gods like kim said because oh the god. titans were always kind of over the olympians because they were the ogs and the olympians came along and they were like nah We got this, but the Titans were like, "Sit down, like we've had this. Like you're making a fool of yourself." Mm -hmm. So Kronos was like the leader of them, and he was so obsessed with keeping his power that he killed his babies, I guess. But his, but his wife, hid away Zeus, and then Zeus grew up, and then slayed Kronos. Like found out about all this and was pissed. Killed him. Freed all of his, you know, siblings that were swallowed and killed by his dad. And then they divvied up the world. How do he free them? He, like, I, mean, I don't know, do whatever, you know. slashed the dad open after. Maybe I don't know. It,
2: maybe it's kind of like. The timeline's uh,
0: weird. Like, it doesn't make so, logical sense, you know?
2: You know how in the Bible.
0: Yeah.
2: One of the. I don't remember who went into the whale. But remember, somebody was eaten by some type of whale, and he lived in this whale yeah. for a long time. I feel like it was something like that. Like, Kronos ate the babies, Zeus goes into this whaley type Kronos, and eventually frees the babies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, weird. I want to so what I was got. In a so, Zeus grew up, forced Kronos to throw up his brothers and sisters. Then he waged war on Kronos, won the war. And then, after Kronos' defeat by Zeus, Kronos became, um, according to different sources, either a prisoner in Tartarus, which is the lowest, like, down, deep, down bottom pit of hell, of the underworld. It's like the last ring in the underworld, or he being king of the Elysium, which is another ring in hell, I believe. So either he went to hell or he went to paradise. Well, we never knew.
2: I just wonder what's up with the underworld.
0: Yeah, there's the underworld in Greek mythology. Like, is
2: it the same as hell in the Bible? Is it?
0: Kinda. So it's a spooky
2: yeah. ass place full of fire and yes. doom? Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah. And, like,
0: there are gods that get punished and spend eternity there. Demeter was one of the children that Kronos swallowed and then threw up later because of Zeus. Right? So she's like a big deal. She's like an OG mm-hmm. goddess. Like, she should be that. She's actually one of the most ancient goddesses of Greek mythology. Like, she's OG okay. old school stuff. Um,. She was simply described as the goddess of harvest, but she also presided over sacred law and the cycle of life and death. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to talk about the story of her and her daughter Persephone, but they were central figures of the Ulyssian mysteries, which is like a huge ancient cult, like one of the biggest ones. And she and her daughter Persephone and this whole story that I'm about to tell you is like kind of the guidelines, religious basis for this cult. Okay, go, Erin. Okay.
2: So when we talk about cults, so this came, came up a few times when I was researching Hygieia. A cult is what?
0: Hmm. It's a group of people that worship like a pagan god or goddess. In this scenario in this case I guess okay okay so here is the story of Demeter and her daughter Persephone Persephone was just a cool little girl cool little thing nobody really cared who her dad was because everyone knew that her mom was Demeter they were really close And so Mm -hmm. Demeter was really protective over her daughter because in Greek mythology, nothing good came of young women, unfortunately, because there's just so much rape and just gross stuff. Men were in charge. Anyways, so like I said, Zeus freed all of his siblings, including Demeter and another one was Hades, who was the god of the underworld. So basically when Zeus freed all of his siblings and they sat down or whatever they did and they divvied up the world, Hades was not happy that he got the underworld. Like nobody wanted to be the god of the underworld. Like he was <laughs> right. actually a cool guy. And they were just like, nah, you're gonna, you just got the short end of the stick. Like, really, you're gonna be you the god of like, the underworld. None of I us want to do it. <clears throat> no, okay. like, he just didn't want it.
2: It seems like somebody would be like, oh, yeah, let me be that underworld god. Because, you know,
0: right, I mean, like, there's I only so many people,
2: people and... that can be the god of the, well, like, normal world.
0: The thing about gods is that they're all super selfish, and they all want attention. So nobody likes the god of the underworld. Like, nobody is going to, like, make sacrifices to this god, and you know what I mean? Nobody's going to worship him. Everyone's going to be fearful of him, and they want to be worshipped. Right. Okay, so anyways, Hades is not happy, and he's always been kind of salty about it. So, um, Persephone was born to Demeter, and Demeter is already this, like, super beautiful green goddess. Like, she's the goddess of nature and harvest and fertility and she's just, like, beautiful and glowing. So she has this daughter, Persephone. Persephone now becomes the goddess of nature. And I already said that Demeter and Persephone are two of the oldest deities in Greek mythology. Like, they predated the most famous Olympic gods. All right? So, like, they're old school. Um, so Hades... Noticed Persephone one day and immediately fell in love with her like she I don't know she was just out hanging around and Hades saw her and was like that's going to be mine even though technically Hades is her uncle if you know if anyone cares Mm -hmm. but apparently they don't care so he goes to his brother Zeus and was like yo I love Persephone she's so cute she's got that like free spirited vibe I love that so, he went to Zeus and told Zeus how much he loved Persephone. And Zeus, being the douchebag that he is, was like, All right, I'll allow you to kidnap Persephone. Because we both know Demeter. And we both know that she's not going to let you marry Persephone, like, willingly. So, you might as well just kidnap her. And I'll, I guess he'll help you out. So... Hades, like, embarks on this mission to, uh, kidnap Persephone, and so Zeus has all the strengths, like, because he's OG, he's the god of gods now, after he, he's the king of gods, he defeated Kronos, and so Zeus has the, uh, the speed dial to Gaia, and Gaia is the primordial goddess of Earth, she's basically Mother Nature, so Zeus calls up Guy and was like, listen, I need you to plant this flower. And this flower is like this pretty beautiful flower, but it's like super cemented into the ground. So one day, um, Persephone was hanging out with her sea nymph friends. like They were just like splashing around naked in a river, like, ha, 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 I got <laughs> sparkling hair and skin. I'm tanned and glowing and beautiful. And then all of a sudden... Persephone notices this beautiful flower. It was like, I'm gonna go pick it. But of course, her friends can't come with her because they're like nymphs, so, so they can't leave the water. So she leaves them all into this flower. And so she goes to the flower and she's pulling and she's pulling and she's pulling. And she can't pull up the flower because it's a magical flower planted by Gaia. Eventually, though, she just gives one final tug. And out, like she pulls it up, and out comes the roots, and it enters, like it make creates this huge hole, this huge chasm in the earth, and out pops Hades, and Hades is like, "What's up? I'ma take you." And so, this in Greek mythology is referred to as the rape of Persephone. So, like that's not good.
1: So, oh my god!
0: So Hades pops that's out. Terrifying. He's like, "What's up?" He kidnaps her, and now she's stuck down in the underworld with him. Demeter eventually figures out that her daughter is gone and is, like, looking all over the ends of the earth for her. Um, And during her grief, she's out there searching for her daughter. She's like, my daughter's gone, she's dead, whatever. Because she's the goddess of harvest, like, all food stops growing because she's grieving so much. Like, she just prohibits anything to grow from the ground, harvest-wise. So, like, the people are starving because the goddess of food, basically, is in grief and mourning. So then, because of that, um, Helios is, like, feeling sad. You know, Helios. He's a douchebag, though, but whatever. That's a side story. He sees Demeter, and he's like, "Ah." and he tells demeter what happened because mostly because he's pissed at Zeus like nobody really likes Zeus anymore so helios helios was mm-hmm. like yo i saw what happened to your daughter and that guy zeus helped that guy hades which is like you know they're all brothers but he was like i saw zeus help hades kidnap your daughter so demeter's pissed right and so she goes and she disguises herself as an old lady and she's like chatting up these people trying to figure out how to access and get to her daughter. And she's in disguise. Like, she knows that probably people are coming or that she's coming after people at this point. So she's smart and she disguises herself. So she's just like walking around as this old lady. And then these three young, beautiful daughters of a king find Demeter chilling out by an olive tree one day. And they're like, yo, you all right? And then Demeter's like, No. Blah, 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 and, like, just lies and was like, I need your help. And the girls, I don't know why. This is a complete side story, but the girls end up getting Demeter a little job, and then Demeter takes this job as a nanny and, like, raises this kid to be some type of immortal. And I cannot figure out this kid's name, so just cut this part out. But she ends up, like, raising this kid as a nanny, and he ends up becoming some type of demigod, but... Anyways, after she makes his kid that she's nannying into a demigod and the mom gets pissed because it's like a weird thing to do. And um, Demeter loses her mind and demands that everyone worship her and build her a temple. And so she's causing a big ruckus with the other gods now because she's like completely like she was kind of like faking it with her nanny gig. Like she was like, okay, I can like find fulfillment in this while my daughter's gone. But she kind of just cracked. And then all the other gods are starting to notice, like Zeus. And Zeus was starting to get pissed because during all of this, um, Demeter still hasn't been allowing any harvest to happen. Like nothing was growing because she still wasn't grief and in mourning. So Zeus was starting to get mad because that means that there were no animals and there was no food for people to sacrifice to the gods. So Zeus was getting mad because he wasn't getting any sacrifices. He wasn't getting any love because there was no food being made. There was nothing being manufactured, nothing. So Zeus was like, all right, this sucks. Time to, like, figure this shit out. And so Zeus um, is just, you know, trying to figure this out because he's an idiot. So he tries to flatter and manipulate Demeter to come back to Mount Olympus with the other gods and kind of just get over his daughter being gone in the underworld and she's like and Demeter's like no like I'm gonna find my daughter you can go f off like I know what you're trying to do you're not that cool you're not that smart you're just a little douchebag I'm gonna go find my daughter so finally Zeus forces Hades to give up Persephone he was like yo dude no one's getting any sacrifices anymore this is lame now So Hades is like, fine, she can have Persephone back. And so, um, he's like, Hades is like walking Persephone out of the underworld, like, oh, I hope you'll call me later, bae. And she's like, whatever. And so on the way out, um, there's this like law in the underworld, I guess, that you're not supposed to eat. And so on the way out, uh, Hades was like handing Persephone this pomegranate. And she ate it because she hasn't been eating this entire time in the underworld. And so she ate it, and I guess that cursed her. So she finally got delivered back to Demeter by Hermes, our Bay messenger god. And um, so, but then they found out that she ate this pomegranate on her way out. So she's cursed to spend one-third of every year in the underworld as hades's queen as the queen of the underworld and we now know that time as winter because during that time when um, persephone goes back to the underworld to be the queen for one third every year um, demeter is in so much grief and in mourning that she doesn't allow anything to grow and nothing can be harvested So that's winter. And then the other two-thirds of the year, when Persephone is back with her mother Demeter out of the underworld, then Demeter, the goddess of harvest and food growth, allows food to be harvested. And that's how seasons came to be in Greek mythology.
1: That was good. I wish that I kind of got into the life lesson of my goddess, because I didn't. That was was a crazy story. That's why pumpkins grow in autumn.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Are there any major takeaways that we should learn from Greek mythology?
0: Yeah. Usually women know what they're doing, and they have it figured out. But then there's douchey guys that try to be in charge of everything and don't listen to anyone's advice. And then things go bad. And that's just not like a women and man, men thing. I think it's like, don't be so arrogant and full of yourself that you're not willing to better yourself. That's what I've learned from douchey Greek gods and goddesses.
2: So why do people look up to them if they're so douchey?
0: At this point, I feel like people don't really look up to him and them anymore. Yeah,
1: not anymore, but people, like, back in the day, they were, like, they're gods. Like, everything they do, even the bad things, it's probably right, because they're a god. They were naive and oblivious.
2: I don't—it's just interesting that there was so much—I mean, like, if there's so much rape and so many violent, negative things going on, you know, why would all these people be like, oh, yeah— this makes sense. This is what we should look up to.
1: Yeah. It's it's really hard to comprehend now. As we were reading the book Circe, like, I remember having conversations with Emmy and Cassidy coming back to it, and they were shocked by so many things that happened from, that gods did, especially to humans. Things weren't like PG-13 or PG. It was all rated R. Things were more brutal back then and people were more accepting of it.
2: I think the only thing you can take away from it, unless you want to get deep into it, is like main takeaways and main lessons. So in that way, it's kind of like most main religions where it's like, what's the takeaway from this?
0: Yeah. You know,
2: you you don't need to know who Mary Magdalene is, you just need to know what What's the takeaway from the Bible? Or what's the takeaway from the Quran?
1: And I also put on my notes, and I don't think I mentioned this, but mythology is something that somehow stuck with people up until today. People still today know mythology. It's crazy. A disclaimer I wanted to add to this was that we're not qualified people. Oh, we're yeah, we did not do our disclaimer at this, all. But... This is all for fun. We're just having a fun time. um, This is information we gathered through the internet. Um, And we don't necessarily say this is factual and these stories are right. This is just stuff that we have gathered through the internet. Also. Um,
0: And that's our disclaimer. Half of this show is drinking while we relay the information. So we're not. Yeah, it's just like... Professionals by any means. We're just hanging out, having a good time. You should listen to us, though, because we're real smart. Yeah,
2: and that doesn't mean that there's not insights that you can learn from this. You know, when people relay their information, they have their own take on it. They have their own thoughts. And everybody has something to bring to the table and their own experiences and their own interpretations of something. And... You can learn something from that.
1: All right. Be sure to check out our website if it's still up because I think it might have expired. But no, it's, it's lushmoneyspod.com. Yeah, it's okay. Just, you know, Google it. And if it doesn't appear, I'm sorry. <laughs> Click on the blog, see images and other content about these two or few badass women. And um, if you have any episode suggestions or would like to reach out to one of us, email us at lushladiespod at gmail.com. Check out our social media pages. Those are still active. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Lush Ladies Pod. Intro and outro music by Abstraction. Find his music on abstractionmusic.com or Spotify. And don't forget Lush Ladies streams on Podbean, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, And there was another one that, like, just ignored us. So be sure. Great
0: review. Make sure to abort them. Don't support them. (laughs) I think it was iHeartRadio. Yep, don't like them. Thanks for
1: listening. Bye.